Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. We are back, and the world of MMA continues to get more mental. Noel McGrath, how are you, my love? How is the world treating you? I'm good, man. Not too bad. It's dark, and uh, hell is hot. <laughs> that uh, is that uh, a DMX reference because you've shaved your head? Are you getting more gangster with the with the the lack of hair at the moment? I've always been a little bit gangster. The mean really? streets of South Church Town. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> South Church Town, the yeah. rough end, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, the rough ends where all the all the crazy ass mofos like McGrath. You have to save up for the own Mercedes out there, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> daddy, daddy doesn't just dish them out down this end, you know. <laughs> well, of course, it's episode eighty, another fantastic landmark for the for the Eurobash podcast. And all it's an amazing journey we've been on, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is eighty. Jesus, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was 79 again, but I just checked there and it turns out it's 80. So, I yeah, mean, what listen, a moment. You, you know me and the numbers. Never be, my, <laughs> never be my strongest thing in the world. Same in school. Like, so, uh, Jesus. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot going on still. The the situation changing by the day, it would seem, at this stage. Uh, but, yeah, let, will we have a look at these news headlines and then we can crack on properly. Do it. UFC still pushing forward with three events on May 9th, May 13th, and May 16th. Dana White says that international fighters will be able to travel to Fight Ireland without complications. UFC Dublin seems to be on shaky legs as the government uh, the government have banned gatherings over 5,000 people until September. Uh, from InTheCage.pl, Volkan Ozdemir and Yuri Prohaska was agreed for that event. Um, Jack Hermanson um, seems to be in a bind for his fight against Chris Whiteman. We're going to hear from Jack later on. Alistair Overeem is set to take on Walt Harris on May 16th. Uh, Francis Ngannou and Jerzyna Rosenstruck request to have their bout decide. The next interim heavyweight champion has been shot down by the UFC. And the Virginia Commission denies Ion Kutilaba his appeal of uh, the controversial UFC Norfolk loss just uh, a couple of months ago. That's all the news we have, but that's more news than we've had for quite a while, my friend. Yeah, there, you know, there's a lot happening, uh, obviously, with the UFC announcements during the week. And, you know, guys, I think, are just pushing real hard to get fights um, at the moment. It's going to be tough, obviously, because we don't know where, where Fight Island is. And, um, obviously, the news about, uh, you know, UFC Dublin probably going by the wayside. So, just lots of stuff, mate. Uh, lots of stuff to digest. I think that's a, an ongoing thing we've talked about for a number of uh, episodes that it's it's going to be like that so um, it's just day by day still at the moment yeah Dana White did a big interview with Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports um, gave us some information despite him saying he'll tell the media nothing yeah. on Floyd Island and these uh, Jacksonville cards um, first of all like I mean Kevin's question I mean the most the, the biggest thing I guess to take from it is I, I think it would 
help a lot of people here if Dana White just said that people will be getting tested um, or just explain the kind of testing people will undergo to either compete or attend this event in whatever uh, way, shape, or form they're to do so. But once again, um, he he won't tell Kevin Ioli specifically what, what is going on with the testing of fighters. Is that him simply, you know, not wanting to play ball here? Or do you think they're still trying to figure it out? I think they're still trying to figure it out, Pizzi. I don't think there's anything in place. I think, you know, Dane is the type of guy, and, you know, he'd tell you straight hands, and straight up if he actually had something in place. So I would imagine um, they're still working on what they're doing. And, you know, they, I, I think sort of a comparison we can make to this is, you know, the WWE have still been going ahead with events. And, you know, there, there was rumours, obviously, in the WWE during the week. And um, that's obviously in Florida as well, their, their headquarters. And, you know, there's rumours that there was there was a couple of sick, sick guys going in and out. And there was all sorts of um, drama online, apparently, from what I've seen there. So, so maybe... Um, the way I look at this is that Dana just doesn't have a clue of <laughs> of what they have in place yet for the fighters, and I think it's critical um, that they have. Is something that in is place. that right? I didn't I didn't realize the WWE were still doing events. I because I watched that WrestleMania thing, and that had been recorded two weeks in advance. Has they have they continued to do their yeah. weekly show? Yeah, their weekly shows in in the headquarters in um, in in uh, down in Florida there. So that's where they've been doing it in the Performance Institute. They've been you know live as far as I'm aware on Mondays and Friday nights with. with they're they're two different brands and 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 still pumping out uh, pumping out the uh, the content, yeah. Right. So I mean, um, from what I've gathered, right, I've been speaking to a few European fighters. Um, the situation and some managers. The situation seems mm. to be that the only visas that the UFC, I mean, sorry, the US are processing at the moment is for essential workers. That's right. Yeah. Essential workers being medics, government officials, things like this. Um, it's put on a huge obstacle on international fighters getting into the US. Of course, we have Alistair mm. Overeem taking on Walt Harris, but if you remember, he literally just got over before the uh, <laughs> the restrictions were put in place so he could get there. Um, Alistair Overeem, of course, not one to shy away from a fight yeah. ever in his life. But um, the, the visa issues here for the European fighters, and based on what Dana has said to Kevin Ioli, I feel like this Fight Island thing is the only way we're going to see international fighters in action here who aren't already in the US. Again, yeah, like, you know, he's not telling us something. So like, it could be fucking Aruba, it could be anywhere. Who fucking knows with Dana The one White. thing he has said, the one thing he has yeah. said is that it will not, you know, people, international in fighters US won't be restricted. Yeah, it won't be in US waters. So it is interesting. Um, I don't know what that means for the US fighters. I just think it's all a bit mental at the moment. And again, I question whether, you know, if there was such secrecy, why, you know, why, why? Yeah, I know, I agree. I agree. You know, I think if he had it, he would have said it, right? Yeah. But, I mean, for the US fighters, if there's fights going on in fucking Jacksonville, they don't surely have to worry as much as the international fighters, right? Yeah, well, I think the, the international fighters, this is going to be a big problem going forward, you know. Yeah. T- till after this year, even, t- till we know what, what's going on fully, because I think the UFC are just clearly, um, with the card coming up at 249, it's, you know, it's obviously... A lot of guys that are that are based over there, and I think that's going to be their thought process going forward. And you know, we we can talk all we all we want about um, fight Who's Island. And, so I don't know who it is. Uh, my nephew actually did a shit back. But, <laughs> it's plugged in. But yeah, I think um, if we look at what's going on there, and um, you know, it, it, it's going to be something the UFC are going to have to resolve and notify these fighters. Because we see all the fighters, the European guys, Darren Tails, crying for a fight. I'll put me on fight Island, but. Dana's been so uh, untransparent with this, so you know who knows what's going on anywhere, and it's uh, 
Like, if guys want to get out there, like, you have the quarantine issues as well. Like, like I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Till talking about <laughs> get me to Void Island. I mean, he wasn't, <laughs> the US situation is pretty closed off for Darren at the moment, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know, and he can't even get a visa in the best of times. So, um, it, it's pretty, pretty insane altogether. Um, listen, I don't know. Like, Dana, I just think it's disrespectful to a lot of people that are involved in the sport, including the media and the fighters, that he's not being transparent at all what's going on here. He's happy enough to to let, you know, media go in and, and cover his events, um, which he, he will be open to doing, as far as I'm aware, uh, if anything was go by the last scheduled card that fell by the wayside. That's totally disrespectful, putting the, the media's health at risk as well, not letting them know many details of what's going on anywhere. I heard that the media won't be going to that. Like uh, that that's that was what I heard. Like I mean nobody nobody's allowed to go basically. Like it's which is gonna make it very hard for us to prove or disprove what type of testing or what type of testing <laughs> what type of testing isn't going on, right? Like I mean that from what I heard, nobody's going. So uh I don't know. Apart from the fighters, pretty much the bare essentials, you know? It's just it's just mad. Well I think that's but, the way it should be, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, what, yeah. what's the issue doing a, a Zoom call with a, a, a camera? Like, it's not that hard if if they, if they want to do post void stuff to organize for a big, you know, corporation like the UFC. Oh yeah, like I mean, point out they might they might do something like that. But um, I was I asked you every week, um, how is your confidence levels on May 9th now? It, do you think it will go ahead, yeah. or do you think the situation could change dramatically once again? I think I said it about three or four weeks ago. I think I, I, I thought Florida, or California, you know, and Florida. You said two was going ahead as well, though, mate. I did say that, yeah, but I, think, <laughs> I, I, I think with Florida, you know, it's it's obviously been you know one of the uh, states that is sort of more um, willing to put on fights <laughs> yeah. and, and, and sporting events behind closed doors. And I think they've sort of said they're going to open back up the state. And, uh, you know, there's obviously been a few issues in the past with it, with the governor there as well. So, um, you know, it is interesting. And, yeah, What I issues am. with the governor? Ah, there's been a, been a few little things. I'm sure Pete, your, 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 uh, our listeners can uh, look them up and Google them if they want. You know, I'm not going to go. Well, we should do that. Start. We're the we're the, we're the we're, newsmen here, mate. We're not a, we're not we're not a governmental podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's like you sending me that thing last week to um, do a five k run. All right, no, but I think in terms of that and going forward in Florida, it, as I said, it's one of the few states that are, that seems to be re- reopening and opening back up. But uh, it's it's pretty mad all the same that it is going ahead and three events in what eight days in Jacksonville, mental. Hey, yeah, I was just I've seen this here. I googled the governor of um, yeah. Florida because you've you've not given us any information whatsoever there. And a headline: Florida Thanks, Governor Ron DeSantis calls state God's waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's mental. Like, hell. yeah, he dealings with Vince McMahon as well back in the day and, and stuff like that. So I think there's. I better not say anymore. This, this is great, we're going to put on three events here. Direct yeah. quote from the governor. Florida is ground zero for the nursing home. Yeah. We're God's waiting room. There you Jesus. Go. Yeah, And then they're going to put on events and, and open back the state. Mental. Absolutely just bleed, crazy. Ron DeSanctis. Just bleed. That is incredible. Um, right. Will we get on with the first interview of the day, Do my it. friend? Right, we have finally got him, Mr. Leon Edwards, the man you have all been asking us to get on the show. Um, Of course, there was massive fallout from UFC London, an event which was, um, in the end, it was cancelled. But uh, Tyron Woodley is aiming himself at a lot of different fighters, but none of them 
uh, Leon Edwards, of course, the man who was meant to take on that UFC London main event. So we got um, Leon Edwards' take on that, uh, the fact that Edwards seems to be going after his good friend Israel Adesanya instead of him. <laughs> Um, and Leon also had some things to say about uh, the recent stabbings in Birmingham, yeah. a, a situation he feels is getting out of hand. And it's great to hear him speak mm-hmm. about this um, using his platform in that way. So, look, let's go and talk to Leon. I will be back in 15 minutes to discuss further. You have been waiting to hear from Leon Edwards, and he is finally back on Eurobash, one of your all-time favorite guests. Leon, first of all, how are you? Uh, long time no speak. Um, I am good, brother. Thank you. Um quarantine with the family uh spending time with my son and my family so it's all good how are you yeah same i'm walking the legs off me dog the poor fuckers on the couch in there. <laughs> he, he starts shaking every time he sees me at this stage but um, <laughs> is everyone in your family all good yeah all good everyone's healthy um that's the main thing you know what i mean Brilliant. so it's all good just been spending time i got, I got a little dog as well so walking my dog going on bike rides just trying to stay busy really trying to stay um active yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, good to hear. That's all good news. Um, I guess I guess we have to talk about the UFC London situation. I know you're probably blue in the face uh, talking about it, but um, I really appreciate you coming on to speak to us. Um, yeah. like I mean, I I can't tell you how big this felt. Um, as it approached, I had all my casual friends that would only usually watch McGregor fights. They saw that BT promo. And they were they were going wild for this. They were they couldn't wait to see you in there with Woodley. The general public yeah. interest was huge for you. Um, did this make it a particularly hard pill to swallow? Because I felt like you'd made huge advances in your popularity, in your stock, in your general clout ahead of this event. Was that make it even harder for you to not compete? I guess when the when the event was inevitably cancelled. Um. Yeah. For sure. And like. To have this card, this is one one of my dreams, you know. What I mean, to to headline um a UFC main event in 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 London in the UK. That's it. this is like what 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 I've dreamt of from from getting into the sport, you know. What I mean, so to have it taken away from me on on a week's notice, um, also because of what's what's going on in the world, is it, 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 it will it was devastating, it was heartbreaking, you know. What I mean, but I'm praying to God that we can um, reschedule, can get it redone and rebooked, but. The way it's looking, he's running for the running for the fences. So we'll see. Yes, yes, we will speak about Tyron later on. A very strange <laughs> approach he's taken to this um, yeah. after the fact. But I mean, it, the the reaction that uh, the, your situation got. I mean, it was an insane situation for the UFC to be to be in. Don't get me wrong, but you did that interview with Adam Cattrall, the great Adam Cattrall, where where you were speaking about. You know, you get a phone call on Sunday morning, basically, like being in yeah. three hours, Birmingham's two hours and a bit away as it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone, you don't need to explain to anyone why, why you couldn't get your team together in that quick uh, notice and everything like that. And you had no guarantee to come home. But has, has it left yeah, exactly. you with a, a bad taste in your mouth at all, how, how this situation went down? Or do you think it's pretty par for the course when you're in a situation that we're all in very suddenly? Um. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. I think what 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 because what's going on in the rest of the world. You know what I mean. It is is what it is. Not nothing I could have done about it. I, I tried my best to even say, "Oh, give me to Monday, Tuesday. Let me try to get my team together to 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 try to convince them to leave their family to go to to go to America." You know what I mean. Not 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 know whether or not we'll be able to come come back into the UK after the fight. So uh, I, I was even like pleading with them then, but they said, "Oh, now you need to leave on the Sunday because um, the band is going in on on the Monday, so you, you have to leave on the Sunday." But it wasn't possible to get done, you know what I mean? So, Jeez. but it is what it is, like I said. But fuck it. 
Um, <laughs> do, do you think you've been affected? Like, but are the UFC annoyed with you for this situation? Do they understand the huge ask they they kind of uh, threw, on, <laughs> threw on the table for you? Like with three hours notice, surely they understand that you know why this couldn't come come to fruition. Um, at, at the time they were trying to like fucking play some games with me, you know what I mean? But I think now 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 that the the card has been cancelled. Could have cancelled it anyway on on the I think it was Monday Monday they cancelled it. So let's let's say I did let's say I did go to um America on the Sunday. Um, I would have been stuck stuck there till even, even now. You know what yes. I mean? W- without even uh, competing. So um, I definitely made the right decision, and I think now that um they're more lenient on me, and the more they're more understandable now. Good, good. And are you you've been compensated? I've heard from a lot of fighters. Um, are you happy with how you've been compensated for you know your whole preparation there? It was all done, but yeah. the act itself, right? Yeah, exactly. Everything was done. I was just about to start my weight cut, basically. Just start making weight, you know what I mean? But camp was done. Um, we, we're going into, into weight cut week. Um, but yeah, the, 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 what they gave us, it, it was all right. It kind of, kind of covered cover the camp, you know what I mean? I thought at least we got show money at least. But um, that, that wasn't the case. But it is what it is. Nothing we could do about it. Yeah, and I guess we're still in limbo to a certain extent here because of, uh, you know, the world and its reaction to this whole thing going down. From what I'm hearing, yeah. um, the US visa situation isn't all that um, easy for European fighters at the moment because they're not really no. doing anything for non-essential workers, right? Like, unless you're basically a government official or something like that or a medic, yeah, exactly. it's not really happening. Is that is that what's what your situation is at the moment? Exactly, my 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 visa run, runs out in um on June the first, I think. Right. One, so after that, uh, I don't know how I'll be able to get get into the states. Um, so if I, if I want to compete, it has to be in May. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? And <laughs> that, that that's madness. But I'm, I'm hoping that um this um fight island we got going on that um hopefully guys from outside the states can can go to the island and co- and compete. You know what I mean? Because I'm young. I want to stay active. I want to stay busy. And if you can get get try get a team together and, and try try get a fight done. Yeah, I saw Dana. He spoke to Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports, and he said the whole yeah. idea of Fight Island was so international fighters can come and go without complication. Is is that what's been yeah. communicated to you? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what what, what I've heard as well. Um, that, that's all point of having the island. So I'm praying that. Um, Let's see if it can actually get the May cards done first, and um, if, if they can, then I'll, I'll be talking to my team and um, talking to my coaches and see see what we can do to compete. Yes, yes, and and, and you don't know where it is, right? Everybody's trying to find out where Red nah. Island is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told you. I'm, uh, I, no, I haven't got a clue. He's not telling the fire. He's not telling the managers. He's telling no one. So um, I don't know. It, it was good to see where it is. Fingers crossed Probably for some, Jamaica. Some right? Some of the fucking tropical Jamaica would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica would be great. Oh my god! But um, uh, right, let's get to the elephant in the room, Mister Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to me the way this has gone. This fight makes perfect sense from a sport point yeah. of view. Um, yeah. even the rivalry itself. Like, I mean, you got um Tyron big reactions out of Tyron and uh, for yeah. not all that much work on your part you just kind of as we talked about before he uh, <laughs> you said some things about his rap music that seemed to light a yeah. fire under him um yeah obviously you know you couldn't travel to the US but since then Tyron's been calling out every other welterweight in the division it seems um how has this been for you to watch this happening when it was winning the grasp yeah exactly it's strange it's, it's very weird like since the fight been postponed he hasn't mentioned my name 
one bit, you know what I mean? Which I find very strange. If I if I had a fight with a man that are he said I I really lit the fire under him and blah 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 and what's it gonna do to me? I I I would push for pushing for that fight to happen. You know what I mean? But like I said, since the fight been cancelled, he hasn't once mentioned my name. He's calling out lightweight. He's calling out even even the middleweight champion. He's calling out. You know what I mean? I think I think he's the, the man is just lost and he's he, he's up there in age. He's thirty eight years old. Um, I think he done, he done an interview saying uh he spent all his money and blah blah blah. So I don't know whether he's he's trying to get some money under his belt before before retiring. But he's calling out everyone everyone apart from me, which is which is a very strange strange thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I watched his interview in the immediate aftermath of this situation, basically the fallout of your and his fight on uh, my, my friend Ariel Hawani's show, and he was yeah. he was talking about how, how there's this whole new clown generation that needs to be stamped <laughs> out, that, you know, Colby, yeah. Usman, and, and how they weren't real. Um, but yeah. for me, when I'm listening to this, I think, you know, you have never compromised who you are to sell a fight. You've nope. always been yourself. And I'm wondering, why is he feeding the fire of this clown generation, if that's what he thinks it is, instead of rewarding you for being real, if you get me? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And he's calling all this clown, but I think he's one of the, like, he's like, oh, everyone's clout chasing, blah, blah, blah. But I think he's one of the, big, the biggest clout chasers. You know what I mean? He's going out, calling out, like I said, middleweight champions, um, Izzy, and calling, calling just random, random fights. So I think if anyone is clout chasing... That seems to me that's a clout chaser that's chasing down people with clout that's trying to get a fight with them and trying to use their, their name to build build his name. You know what I mean? So uh, I I don't know. Like I said, I think, I think he's lost and he just doesn't doesn't know what, what where where he stands and what what he wants to do. You and Izzy are mates. What's the crack there? You know that. Like you'll know more than most people if that fight yeah. is even a possibility. I've seen you guys hang out in California and things like that. Any yeah. word on that? Do you think that's even? Nah, <laughs> nah. See, well, I spoke to Izzy when when um when I tweeted Izzy, I messaged Izzy, and um he's like, oh, man, this fucking kid's lost. Just basically, <laughs> he hasn't got a clue, he hasn't got a clue what 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 he's on about. You know what I mean? So, like I said, he's just trying. He's clout chasing and trying to find something to to stick, basically. Were you on the Izzy like, hey, stay away from him. That's my guy. Stop tweeting that guy. <laughs> nah, Izzy is new already. What 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 a crack is it? I mean, we've got the same management team anyway, and you kind of need like what 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 the sketches anyway. You know that's that's my that's my my work. Yes, yes. It, it, like, I mean, are you are you confident that that will still happen? Like, I mean, as I said, the fight makes perfect sense to a lot of people. I'm sure you as well. Like, I mean, is that the number one priority for making that Tyrant fight happen now for you? Um, my. My, my number one priority is, is, is to get the bout, you know what I mean? But like you said, if them two are busy, um, Master Bell and Usman, then Woodley, Woodley is the next best option, you know what I mean? So I, I will push I will, I will push in for any, any of them. Yes, yes. I, I wanted to ask you um, something not re- related to the fight game as such. Um, you tweeted about yeah. the, the knife incident um, in Birmingham recently, and I've noticed that you've become very vocal about this over the last yeah. year or so. Um, is, is this situation getting out of hand in Birmingham as far as you can see, Leon? Yeah, man. It's, it's getting crazy. And that kid that got stabbed on that poster yesterday, he was actually one of my friends. Um one of my best friends, um, cousin, that got stabbed. You know what I mean? Sorry. I, I found out about it today. I, I didn't even know till till this morning. So oh, that's my one of my one of my best friends' cousin. I was like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's getting like like yesterday alone. Um, was three three four stabbings in Birmingham, or or dead. You know what I mean? Which is fucking madness. 
in in a lockdown. You know what I mean? Mm. Are, are you are you kind of trying to use your platform um to kind of speak out against this? Like, do you see the importance of your platform in that regard? That maybe you can speak to these guys. I know you were involved in in gangs and stuff when yeah. you were younger. Do you feel like you're yeah. in a good position to talk to the youth? Exactly. I, I feel like I'm in, I'm in the perfect position. You know, I, I've been there. I've done that, and I, I, I can I can like try try my best to 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 show them another way. You know what I mean? But it, it's hard. It's, it's, there's not really like an answer that I can give to that will fix it all, you know what I mean? But to see like little kids like that getting stabbed, stabbed to death in broad daylight, you know what I mean? On, on, in, in the lockdown, it's fucking, it's, it's heartbreaking, man, to see it. And that's what I, I posted it yesterday just to shed a little bit of light on it to see, just let people see how, how bad it is there and that the kids need help, you know what I mean? And they need, they need something to, to, to happen because like, Turn turn a blind a blind eye to it like everyone else does, you know what I mean? Just go, oh yeah, it's, it's gangs, they're fucking blah blah blah. Let's kind of just leave them to it, which is not it's not a good way to look at it, man. So I try my best to to I talk to the people I know um, in Birmingham. I try my my hardest to, to try help the help the kids. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a shocking piece of footage to be honest. Um, really yeah. really crazy. Um, I mean like I. I guess when you watch that, do you, like, do you ever think, like, Jesus, if my ma didn't bring me to that gym that day, you know, I, I could have been involved in something like this. Your your brother as well. Exactly. I know, I know you, exactly. MMA saved him as well. Like, I mean, do you guys ever go, shit, like, that could have been us. Exactly, bro. Um, it was crazy as well, right? My, my, my friend, I, I, I showed my friend a video yesterday, and um, he sent in a picture of, like, it was like, I was like 15, 15, 16 and sent the picture into the group, into the group chat. And out, out, and it was like, it was like five or six of us. And after the, after the six of us, four of us are doing live sentences right now. Oh, you know what I mean? And part, part, part from me, I'm other mate that, that, that I sent it to. Um, every, the other four kids, um, they're all, they're all doing life in prison right now for, for murder. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. From from my mom and what she had done for me and my and my brother and to show us another path and I'm happy that we we stuck to it and now now it's paying off. Yeah, it's very noble of you, man, and fair play to you. It's it's great to see you doing that. I'm sure it will speak to a lot of people in Birmingham as well as your status yeah. c- continues to rise. Um, I just got one yeah. more for you, Leon. And again, thanks so much yeah. for your time. We always love having you on. Um, we, we spoke about this before when you fought Gunner in London. It was insane because you were booed on your way out. This time around, as I said, it felt like you were going to be embraced like a national hero. Yeah. Tell me, what way do you see the public perception of Leon Edwards being by next March? Like, like, like I said, within a year, my my, my stock has risen. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's a crazy amount, the insane. <laughs> when, when, when the fought until undercard and they they, they was booing me when I was walking out. You know what I mean? In the UK, which was crazy. I could I couldn't believe it, and now to be now now to be able to sell out the O2 in in, in record time, it feels like three minutes or so out in, and so I think in next March I'll, I'll be by the time next March come around I'll, I'll be a world champion. After all this is cleared cleared up with um the quarantine and lockdown, um, by next March I see myself being being a world champion and hopefully getting to defend my belt back in the UK. You know what I mean? So that, that's my plan, and that's what that's what I I set out to do, and that's what I, I will achieve. Leon, I can't wait to see it, and we are all behind you. Thanks so much for coming on, and I hope you get that visa for Fight Island, wherever it may be, hopefully. (laughs) 
Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> a new pair of trainers some... and all of our team if you go to make it, I imagine. Get, get some jerk chicken in me. Good <laughs> yes. <food. laughs> yes, indeed. Go on, Leon. Thanks so much, man. Talk to you soon. Good, man. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. Great to hear from Leon Edwards, uh, a man in a very precarious situation, it would seem, as the, are most of the international fighters, let's be honest. Um, Niall, uh, based on what he says here about Tyron Woodley, um, he feels as though, you know, he's trying to chase every other fight apart from him at the moment. Um, how, how do you feel about that situation? I mean, is it just too hard to tell at the moment when we don't know about travel and things like that? Or, or do you feel as though Leon will be put in uh, a fight among the higher echelons of the welterweight division when he does get back to action? Listen, I think we've always said it. Leon deserves that big fight. Um, and I just think in, in Tyron's case, um, obviously that platform in London was that for, for Leon but in Tyron's case I think there is sort of bigger names that, that he hasn't fought that he's going probably in his own mind you know I'm not getting back over to the UK anytime soon with all that's going on I've Colby Covington here I've Kamara Usman here I can play this to my advantage in a different way and go back after that you know that strap again and, and a fight that's probably at the moment um, more likely is a Covington or Usman scrap because they're obviously both based in the US and I think that's the way he's looking at it because because uh, Leon hasn't had that moment yet and that was obviously the moment. So it's all a bit of a clusterfuck for uh, for Leon Edwards. Very unfortunate set of circumstances, but uh, I can understand what, what, what Tyron's doing and I can understand his, his, his tactics at the moment. I don't understand his tactics at the moment. Like, yeah, okay, if it was Colby and Usman, that's fine, but it isn't. He, he's he's chasing Israel Adesanya by the looks of things on there. I mean, that's that's about... That's that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. I think Tyron, you know, gives out about other guys, sort of, you know. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing I was yeah. saying to Leon. I'm like, I, I heard him on Ariel's show that day. He literally starts the sentence by going like, oh, "Leon's a good fighter. I respect his game. Blah blah blah." But you got all these clowns here that yeah. act one way and then act another way online, and this is bullshit, blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, you're rewarding those guys by chasing them, surely, like rather than fighting. A guy who everyone can agree is, is pretty much straight down the middle. He is what he is. He doesn't try to be anything he isn't, right? I think Tyron's at the age. Yeah, I totally agree with what you just said there. And I think Tyron's at the age now as well. You know, maybe that's something he, he wants to, to to fit into his considerations is, you know, they're money fights. They're bigger fights. They're bigger names than, than Leon Edwards. And as we said, and as I said there a couple of minutes ago, I think these guys bring more eyes to a potential fight than, than Leon Edwards does because that was actually his platform in London. Unfortunately, it fell through, and I just think that's the way it is. I don't understand the Izzy line uh, and why he's going after Izzy. I just don't think that's ever going to happen. You know, I think it's a, it's a mental decision to be talking about that, but he just seems to be criticising everyone. Uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe have a look at yourself and your your rap music at times, Tyron, as well, you know. Oh! <laughs> Man, he is, he is getting slayed, isn't he? Oh, my Jesus. The, the, I mean, the, the amount of online posts just taking yeah. the piss out of poor Tyron. And a side project. Yeah, sure. I look, mean, Jesus. Like, Darren was late in him a few weeks ago, and he was on with us, I think. You know, Tyron slated him a load of times. Yeah, he's got a pretty Tyron rough... Tyron himself. <laughs> he might as well be at this point. <laughs> but no, man, I, I, like, yeah, I just don't understand that fight. Um, you know, the UFC aren't going to do that. There's, there's other guys and other fights they need to sort out in the middleweight division, and I think there's plenty of fights there for, for Tyron, and most notably... You know, in my opinion, the one I want to see, and I think the one a lot of other people want to see, is the is the Covington fight because the beef there see, just seems endless. But uh, who knows if we will get that over the line? And listen, we, we we might do in the next two weeks. That's the mad thing because Dana hasn't confirmed if those two other cards after 
249 are going to be pay-per-view or, or what they're going to be yet. So the UFC might try and milk every penny they can out of this. And I think they might make a decision even after 249 what they're going to do uh, you know, four days later because you know money talks at the end of the day. And in, in this sort of environment, I think everyone or anyone's going to going to pay a bit of bucks to, to watch some live sport. It just sucks balls that uh, Leon didn't get the, the fight, yeah, that UFC London fight. Man, after it just was building perfectly. Yeah. And it, then I was like, ah, oh, fuck. It's, it's tough, man, but like, you know, it's, it's just Leon is, is like, you know, Brendan Lachnan, uh, who we're, we're going to be speaking to, um, you know, he just hasn't man, had many breaks, man. And it's been a shit year for a lot of the guys Here. in the UK. Yeah, it's one thing, like, yeah, Leon has any breaks. Brendan Lachnan's talking about the, the, the situation he's in, yeah. and he goes, Ah, but Jesus, Leon. Like, that's, that's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, he did say that. Yeah, listen, it just shows you. And it's good to see that, I think, you know, the majority of, of guys in the UK and the UK scene, they do seem to get on well. Um, the majority, I know oh, there's, the one, there's one or Honestly. two, but uh, it, it's cool to see. And you listen, it shows you what a, what a guy Brendan is as well. When, he, when he's saying that, he's had a rough couple of years, you know what I mean, in terms of uh, do you fights. Do you think it's an age of UK MMA? I do. Sorry? think it's the golden age of uk mma yeah, definitely man sure look just look at the beasts that have been coming through and and what we've seen come through we've you know darren till who's only 26 year old you know he's already fought for a world title we've leon unbeaten and whatever is what is it eight nine fights you've brennan lotnan probably going to be competing for the pfl title uh, or that million dollar contract next year uh, i think it's june or something they're they're planning to get back you've you've a load of up and coming guys on bellator you've, you've his brother um, Fabian, just you know, so many, so many good guys, and we obviously have Bisping, and the people have kicked on. They've seen the inspiration, I think, from from Bisping and Conor McGregor and Joanna. So, um, loads of loads of uh, talent in the UK, man. It's not stopping. Not to mention the ladies, Joanne Collarwood yeah, and Molly as well. You know what I mean? They're right there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but um, let's let's get on to matters a bit closer to home. The day after we recorded last week, it was announced that the Irish government will be putting a ban mm. on mass gatherings over five thousand of over five thousand. Um, right now, okay, it's not officially cancelled, but uh, it's not happening. I'm pretty pretty no. confident that it is not happening. No, I think you know. When you talk about Dublin cards, when you talk about cards in Ireland, and when you talk about UFC, it's synonymous um, with an atmosphere. And I think that alone in itself, um, yeah. the UFC are just going to shelve this event. And it's it's very, very unfortunate. Um, obviously, as you said, the government there, they've banned all uh, mass gatherings. There's more than 5,000 people um, until September. So that effectively just draws a line under, under Dublin for this year. We thought it was the... Great comeback. And I think that's going to continue on right into next year. I don't think we're going to see any international cards bar Fight Island, wherever the fuck that's going to be. Um, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a long time before we're seeing fighters signed, as we said as well. So it's going to be a rough year, I think, for, for uh, fans outside of the US um, looking to get fighters on or looking to have events in their home countries because simply I just don't think it's going to happen, man, unfortunately. Yeah, the the idea of this, uh, like, I mean, I put out the report that, you know, it's in yeah. doubt. Uh, obviously, we can't say it's absolutely cancelled uh, until the UFC say that, but it's certainly looking that way. And it's just funny to me, the amount of people going like, what, what if we do behind closed doors? Ask Look, if, you, if there isn't a fucking crowd there, there is no point in having an yeah. Irish event. Like I mean, just just from the USC's point of view, yeah. that's what it's about. Like, they, yeah. they, aren't, they aren't bringing the fucking thing over here. Like, you know, why would you do a live broadcast from Dublin if you... If, if if the crowd weren't there, if 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 you weren't 
Yeah. If you didn't know you could fucking get your staff there, yeah. I mean, it, it's not going to happen. The cell, um, the cell of Dublin is the crowd. That's yeah, it. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Like, I mean, we're, we just talked about UK MMA. I'm sure it's the same in every country. But you know, just to speak on it from an Irish perspective here, this yeah. was going to be a huge year with Cage Warriors, Reese McKee, Paul Hughes, Joe McCulgan, Ian Gary, James Webb, even with Bellator, Queeley v. Pitbull, Gallery v. Eleanor, yeah. Liam McCorp breaking through, plenty of fighters breaking through. It's just a shit buzz, isn't it? I mean, it was all, it was all felt like it was, it was going to be a huge, huge year for us this year. It really did. I, I had that feeling myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seemed like all, all the pieces were set up and ready to be knocked down. But, uh, yeah, obviously none of it happening now with the Belfast event being cancelled. Um, Dublin in September, I'm sure, is probably in jeopardy for Bellator as well. Um, and obviously all these great fights and all these great storylines gone by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a real shame. And, you know, you know what can we what can we do? <laughs> that's, the, that's the really frustrating thing about it. We, you know, we can't do anything about it. And we, we don't know how long this is going to continue. And it is. It, it's totally frustrating. But, you know, sometimes... These things can uh, can spur people on to, to greater successes. So I'm sure we'll see some some real positive stories and success stories from this um, troubling times. But yeah, like there's other guys as well. You know, I know Joseph Duffy was was you know so set to get back to the three arena and right those wrongs as, as he said in the, on on the show a number of weeks ago. And yeah, it's just a clusterfuck for everyone for the coaches for for Bellator for the UFC for, for it's just so frustrating, man. And I do my heart generally goes out to all these fighters who. Um, you know, big stages um, set for, for, for these events that have been cancelled because it's a, it's a crying shame. Yes. Um, speaking of people in bad <laughs> predicaments, uh, Jack Hermanson was due to take on Chris Weidman on May 2nd. Of yeah. course, that event is no longer happening. It would, it would have happened this weekend. Um, the, the word is that the UFC are currently looking for new opponents for uh, Chris Weidman. But uh, based on what Jack has to say here, um, they're still looking into ways to get him across. Um, look, it must be an incredibly frustrating situation to be in preparing for a fight that may or may not happen, that it's probably unlikely is going to happen. Even if it is going to happen, you don't know what date it's going to happen on. But uh, Jack did a great job of filling us in and letting us know the situation and uh, how it looks from his point of view. But interestingly, the Barbers is open in Norway. I'm wow. very, very jealous. Jack says he's on he he's on a, a waiting list of a week before he can get it done, but I am very jealous. I told him I'd nearly fly to Norway myself to get it done. I'm that bad well, at the I'll moment. I'll cut your hair for you, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the same one as you, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like brothers. But um, look, let's get on with Jack interview, and we'll come back to have a look at this uh, 249 card. And once again, we are joined by top-rated middleweight contender Jack Hermanson, who hoped to get back to winning ways in early May when he faced former UFC middleweight champion Chris Weidman. But unfortunately, there has been some obstacles put in the way due to the global coronavirus pandemic we are currently living through. Jack, how are you, first of all, my friend? I'm very good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I've been just uh, trying to train uh, as good as I can and uh, shape is not too bad, actually. So uh, I'm pretty happy during the circumstances. That's good news. How, how are things in Norway? What, what's the situation there? Um, uh, it has been pretty strict, but now you can feel that they're starting to um, uh, yeah, re- release the pressure, uh, so to speak, because... Uh, 
today they opened up the the barbershops and uh, I know the the schools are are opening now and uh, things are starting to step by step get back to normal. But I believe that uh, uh, our uh, like uh, martial arts gym gym uh, will probably be the last uh, thing that they will. Uh, open so we'll see when that will happen wow the 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 barber shops are open man i'd nearly get a flight to norway to get my hair cut at this stage my hair yeah, is so bad at the know. moment <laughs> it's it's uh it's uh, uh, i managed to get a appointment uh, a week from now so it's pretty, nice. pretty full booked <laughs> wow a week it takes oh yeah i can imagine every guy wants to get his hair cut now right yeah 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 it was two weeks in in, in some places so a week isn't bad <laughs> yes yes um i I'm wondering, Jack. Uh, the fight with Chris Weidman. Uh, a lot of a lot of European fans were really looking forward to seeing you get back in there. And um, when yeah. did when did were you made aware that you wouldn't be able to travel? Because as I as I've heard, the situation at the moment is uh, the US visas are only being granted to essential workers, i.e., medics, medics or government officials. Is that the situation yeah. you find yourself in? Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so. Uh... Uh, right now, uh, I'm not sure when they will uh, uh, be able to to get me a a, a new visa. We're working on it, and uh, as soon as uh, things are sorted, uh, and uh, do you see think they can make it happen? I, I'm sure they will. So uh, it was just I'm not sure which day I I, I got the notice, but it was uh, not unexpected, uh, right. <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I trained hard for the fight, but I knew that uh, this could happen. So, uh, but I'm still training and uh, waiting for a new uh, chance as soon as the, uh, it, it will show up. Well, so, is the Weidman fight definitely off, as far as you know? Because, like, with you and him, because I've heard, I've seen different outlets release articles saying that UFC are currently looking for a new opponent for him. <laughs> Both, yes and no. Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because. I know that they have been uh, getting, you know, I am the the matchup that they want, but they are at the same time trying to uh, get uh, reserves or, uh, yeah. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, um, or that was the situation uh, when we were supposed to to fight as well. They they got a couple of reserves if I wasn't uh, making it inside of the... Uh, states but uh, then uh, they uh, postponed the whole uh, thing anyway so um right now i'm not sure (laughs) you know i'm speaking with the ufc and they say they don't want to make the fight happen but uh i guess if they can't make it happen soon enough they will have somebody else for a while now but uh uh, i'm not sure sure about it yet but uh, that's what i believe so Wow, that is, that must be a crazy situation for you because I mean you're you're preparing for a fight that may or may yeah. not happen, right? Like I mean, is is yeah. that a crazy one? Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, so it's hard to have that, uh, you know, motivation, laser right? focus. Yeah, it, the, the motivation is still there, but it's just like uh, you know that focus that uh, you're really, really gonna fight that day. You know, it, it's really hard to imagine when you 
know that you don't want to lock yourself into that because you know everything can change in uh, in a second. So uh, I, I try to to stay open minded and in good shape, and uh, and we'll see what ha- will happen. It feels like to me that Weidman would have been a great opponent for you when this fight was made. I was like, this is perfect for Jack. It, it's a really well known opponent, uh, a, a guy who everybody knows in the US, a former champion. And um, I felt like it was a really good fight for you to get back to winning ways. Is that the way you are seeing it too? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, his uh, uh, accomplishments and his his big name was uh, was the reason that I uh, I was taking this fight and uh, uh, you know um, some people are saying oh I shouldn't take that fight you should should uh, uh, t- you know uh, take take someone else but well not everybody understands is that I can't just pick and choose you know I want to fight the champ but <laughs> yes, that doesn't course. mean that UFC will give me the champ you know and so uh, if I get a few options you know by uh, like some up-and-comers or or a former champ uh, I'll take that former champ so I think uh, Whiteman is uh, is a good opponent and I think that you know the fans especially the fans I don't think the fighter are underestimating him but I think the fans are underestimating uh, Whiteman right now because he, even though he, he he was knocked out a few times he was doing really good in all of yes. those fights, and uh, he, he's, he's trouble for for uh, anyone that is fighting him. So um, you know, you should never underestimate a guy, a guy like uh, Chris Weidman. Yes, no, I agree. I really like the fight. Um, it feels like the more I'm talking to to UFC fighters from Europe, it, it's starting to feel like Fight Island is what they need to happen to get them yeah. to fight. Is that the way you're seeing it? Like, I mean, I feel like the U.S. is very tricky at the moment to get in there. Uh, Dana White has told Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports that Fight Island will be in a location that will allow international fighters to come and go. I mean, do you do you feel like that's the most likely way uh, that you guys will get to fight you guys from uh, outside of the U.S.? Um, I'm not sure, but... Uh, if if it is uh, possible and if it will happen soon, I would love to be on that card, you know, because the interest uh, uh, from from the world and from the fans is gonna be uh, huge. You know, everybody wants to see what what is this about. You know, where is it? How it's gonna look? Everything like that. So uh, I would love to be on that Fight Island card. So uh, if if the possibility comes, uh, I'll sign up for sure. I've heard he wants to do lots of events there. I mean, they're talking about it happening in June and they might do it every week. I mean, is that the ideal for you? The Weidman fight stays and you get it in Fight Island? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would love that. So, uh, uh, and uh, as you say, it seems like they really like this idea. I I feel like even if they didn't need it right now, they're probably going to do it anyway because people are getting hyped about it. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's so uh, much so it. much across all the sports world. People are talking about the UFC. Is it the same yeah. in, in Norway? Are, are, are no sports on at the moment? Uh, exactly, no sports. And uh, the, the, the talk has been about the UFC and everybody's just like, man, are, uh, is this right? You know, Why are they doing this? Why, why are they trying to, to make... Uh, sports when nobody else is does and and so on you know so um and i feel like you know even if they're going against it uh, i feel like uh, they they try to do it uh, the right way they try to do it as as safe as possible and uh, uh, if if they do it that way i feel like you know it's uh, 
it's safer to to have a UFC event and and attend that uh, as a fighter than to go at uh, any other crowded place. So uh, I don't think it's as as bad as people want it. It's just like they're going against the 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 stream as usual. <laughs> it's just so many guys want to get their haircuts. They're getting angry when you guys can go to yeah. the airport. <laughs> Would you, you wouldn't mind if you had to go, Jack? That wouldn't be a problem for you. No, no. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I would go. <laughs> you sound like you want to go, even if there wasn't a quarantine in Norway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to get uh, your take on just one thing that seems to have emerged over the last few days. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about the champion and people not just being able to say, oh, "I want to fight the champion." It feels like yeah. there's been a huge amount of talk about Tyron Woodley and Israel Adesanya after their online spat. Yeah. Does that annoy you when you see a guy from a different weight division kind of come in and, and take a shot at the champion? Do you think this is an unlikely fight or, or do you think this is something that could happen? Uh, I think if uh, if Tyron uh, uh, had, had a history of uh, a good relationship with... Uh, <laughs> With some people in the UFC, <laughs> he might, he might <laughs> like like Conor had. He, he might be able to to pull that off, but uh, you know, I don't see Tyrone being that guy. Uh, maybe if he would, uh, uh, you know, become become the, the the champ again, that would be another story. But he, I, I think he definitely will have to to uh, get that belt back before a fight like that would uh, be uh, in the talks. Do, do you think he could be a factor at middleweight? Obviously, you're a guy who, who's gone from. Uh, I mean, there there has been a lot of guys that have gone from welterweight to middleweight, even Calvin Gaslam and stuff like this. Uh, do you feel yeah. Robert Whitaker as well? Do you feel like he could be a presence, or is it maybe too late on in his career? Uh I, I don't think so. Uh, like uh, no, I, I don't feel like uh, like Tyrone is gonna be a middleweight. Uh, uh, I, I don't see that being very likely. Um, it's just nah, no, no. I, I don't think so. But you never know. Man. Especially, uh, yeah, it, it's trending. People are changing weight classes, but. Uh, uh, I think he 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 probably thinks that he has something that could beat uh, Adesanya. And I think if, if he could get a shortcut, he would do it. But I, I, I don't think he wants to go up and go through all of us uh, to get there. No, that doesn't sound like fun. Not for me, definitely no. not. <laughs> but, um, we, so I think that's the case, you know. If he can have a shortcut to the belt, uh, he, he would do it. But, uh, yeah. All right, thank you. So, Jack, that's all we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us again, my friend. And, I really hope that this fight can happen and you guys can get over there and compete because we're all dying to see you guys in action again. Yeah, Yeah, I really hope so too. Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, great to hear from Jack Hermanson. Crazy situation there. Um, my heart goes out to him. Um, I, it's weird. Like you can hear that he still wants it to happen, but but at the same time he's like, oh, gee, you know what I mean? It's just it's crazy. Um, like I mean, if they're telling him, you know, we could possibly do this, he can't really stop training, right? Yeah, not at all. And it looks like Chris Weidman stopped training from what I saw he was doing last night. He was on playing FIFA with some American footballer, or not FIFA, Madden. <laughs> That's all he's. They, he had, a, they had a tournament on ESPN. Oh, did they? Yeah. He he doesn't look yeah. as he doesn't look very trim. Oh wow! <laughs> Fucking hell! Noel so, McGrath so, taking shots to professional athletes here today. So, <laughs> that, that may that may indicate something. I don't know. Listen, who who knows what's gonna what's gonna happen. Um, with the fights going forward, and listen, 
I, I don't want to. fast. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to rain on his parade, but the likelihood of that probably going ahead is is unlikely if you're a European fighter, in my opinion. Um, you know, you, you fly in there, you're going to be have to do two weeks of um, quarantine. So, like, I just can't see where they're going to fit people in uh, unless it goes ahead and on Fight Island, uh, which <laughs> who knows? <laughs> fight, fight, we should call it Fire Island. <laughs> no, uh, but. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's have a look at this card that is allegedly going down on Saturday, uh, the 9th of May in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, it's I, I think you've pretty much put the mockers on it now by saying it's going to happen, to be honest. But um, Tony Ferguson be Justin Gaethje, if you take that fight on its own, yeah. it's fucking unbelievable. But I just have this feeling inside me that Gaethje could play the spoiler here to the to the fight that oh. people want more than any other fight in the history history of the sport, maybe. You do. You get that feeling, don't you? I, I get that as oh, well. Oh, man. Big time. Big time. Like, oh, if I you, don't know. Like, I mean, Tony's incredible. Like, yeah. if, you, if you put these fights together, fighters together at any other time, you're going, yeah. I, I'd probably, so like, yeah, now Tony, do, Tony get the job done, but just with everything and, and the kind of, the, 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 re, the, the way that it puts, the Habib fight at risk, I think it's it's just, ah, oh, we're tempted to fight here, lads. 110%. And you look at the fight and you go, shit, like, it's it's a typical fight that he could just sit in the pocket and just tr- start throwing those leg kicks and land one on Tony. And I think it's going to be a slobber knocker regardless of what way we look at it. But in terms of a risk, man, I've said this all along, Tony is, is some man, you know, for showing up, not backing down, you know, making weight mentally two weeks ago. Which um, <laughs> was just, just unbelievably insane, like fighting the ghost. And the guy is uh, an insane athlete. And I think going into this fight, Tony's going to have a lot of support um, because people really want to see that fight. We all want to see that fight. And I think subconsciously everyone's going to go, fuck it. You hope Tony win, regardless of what way you're looking at this. But he stepped up, he saved the show. Um, but yeah, I just have that f- sneaky feeling that Gaethje might just come in here and do something. Do you know that? I really do. I totally agree with you on that point. But, uh, you know, it, what way do you see it going down? I know we can, we're going to talk oh, about it more next week. You know, Yeah, I, I won't get into the, how I see it going or anything. But, but, I, but I, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, we're, we're, I guess one of the big things everyone's talking about is, oh, this could ruin the Habib fight. Is there any way that Gaethje, the way he fights, incredible, okay, seven fight, seven bonuses and six yeah. UFC fights. This guy goes in and puts on a statement which results in people having a similar appetite for Gaethje v. Habib as there was for Ferguson v. Habib. Is that possible? No. No, no I don't think so either. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just being straight up, no. It, it, it's not. It, it, it's what Tony's done. Um, you know, since that loss to Michael Johnson back at the, the Ultimate Fighter finale, whenever it was. He's gone on an absolute rampage since then. He, he's beaten everyone that's been put in front of him. He's stepping up on short notice. Uh, he's had those, obviously, fallouts with Habib, whatever, five times or tw- 20 times, whatever it is now. I don't know. But it's it, it's just that run. It's it's the record. It's the fight people want to see. Tony's sort of been the bridesmaid all along. And, and you just want him to finally get that opportunity to fight Habib. And it just needs to happen. I think what people are sort of forgetting here is, you know, if the UFC are looking at putting on, you know, a big summer fight, we're, we're still in this situation. You know, Ramadan has, has started now as well. Habib's not going to fight for the next two months. You know, if the UFC look at a quick turnaround, if it's possible they can get a quick turnaround from this fight, you know, does it even for Tony Ferguson guarantee Habib? What, you know, would they look at Connor and, and Tony in the summer? 
I wouldn't be surprised. You know, strike while the iron's hot. If there's still not a lot of sport, it's a perfect time to put on a big, big pay-per-view fight. And that one would definitely be there in two months' time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just like the legacy, Habib and Tony's legacy yeah. is kind of, <laughs> that, that fight needs to happen. And it might be like the most Tony Ferguson thing to ever happen that his <laughs> will to fight sacrifices yes. that fight with Habib, if you get me. A hundred percent. And I think not just the, the two lads need it. I think, you know, for the MMA community and the sport in general, we need to see this fight. We've been talking about it for, what, three fucking years. Fell out five times. It, it's for the longevity, the legacy of the sport we need to see this fight. It, you know, on paper, in my opinion, and I've said this openly for the last fucking year, it is the greatest matchup in UFC history in terms of an actual contest. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good fights on this, but uh, I wanted to ask you about your comfort levels um, with Dominic <laughs> Cruz stepping in to fight Henry Cejudo. Oh, I love it. I think Dominic Cruz is, has, uh, you know, a chance. You know, I definitely do. You know, Dominic, I think it was the TJ fight. I think Bren mentions it. Um, you know, when he fought TJ, yeah, when he came back and put in that performance. And a guy, you know, you follow him on Instagram, you follow him on Twitter. He's always in the gym. He's always training. He's, you know, he's a guy that, that, that never looks out of shape and he's never out of shape. And he's, you know, for he sort of dispelled the, the ring rust theory for years after that performance. It, it was absolutely insane. If there's someone that can do it, it is him. And I think he does match up well. Um, against Henry Cejudo I think it's his, his speed Cejudo Cejudo uh, <laughs> How many years Has this been going on <laughs> Fucking uh, since Cejudo Was born yeah, uh, True But I think it's a I think it's a fight He can he can definitely win I love it man I think it's better Than the Aldo fight um, And I, I don't think You feel the same way Do you We had this well, conversation A couple of weeks uh, ago I, I like I th- I don't think Dom is, should be the first guy in line, but I think based on the situation, like that's what it is. We don't man. like people can't get in. Uh, you know, yeah, Aljamain Sterling's girlfriend had COVID. I mean, like those those two are the guys that should be fighting. Uh, yeah. Aljo's just coming off the back of that injury, so it makes sense in that regard. I think Cruz is a fantastic yeah. athlete. I think he's one of the greats in the sport, so Definitely. it makes sense from that that situation. I don't think if they had a full um a full roster. Um, to choose from that he should have got the shot but I, I certainly think it makes it very yeah. interesting but I think most importantly it's getting the fucking bantamweight division moving again like I, I think that's the most important thing here um, we need to have some moving pieces here rather than just this build up yeah. of contenders um, we need to give it a shake and see what's happening then and look if, if Jan and Marais happens in June as, as, as Jan expects it to I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be next in line anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you know that's the that's the benefit we have here. You know, Henry sitting on the on the shelf for so long and talking about fighting women and all this garbage coming out of his mouth. Um, you'd probably be a good thing if if someone else came in and and, and beat him at this point because he just wants to sit there and and look pretty with a a crown on his head and call himself Triple C and not fight anyone. So it's great now that we're getting moving again because there's five or six guys in there, Pete, and you know this as well as I do that could be world champion and you wouldn't be surprised if they're a world champion most notably i think as you said peter yan um you know dom cruz goes in there it just changes the dynamic and i think it'd be it'd be good to mix it up because we need to get it moving again it's good it is good i'm happy um let's talk about the all european fight on the card francis uh francis and ganu against netherlands jerzinho rosenstruck (laughs) 
<laughs> we're we're clutching the straw. We're clutching the straws there. What it's, do you think of this all European clash? Cameroon versus uh, Aruba. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, I like it, man. It is good. It's a it's a real test for uh, for for Rosenstruck to, you know, to really see where he's at. I know he beat Alistair Overeem, and you know Alistair's you know probably, uh, you know, c- coming down a little bit um, from from where he used to be. And I think Ngannou has obviously come back since that criticism from Dana White and put on, you know, three really, really good performances, most notably um, last time out and uh, last summer, I believe it was, against JDS when he when he knocked him out. And uh, I, I think it's a tough one for Rosenstruck. I, I am going to favour, um, obviously, um, our, our French counterpart and our European Euro basher, uh, Franny Ngannou, um, in this one. But we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. I do, I like it. Um, it, I, it, don't, it's a I good don't. I don't think. I think people are fucking underestimating Rosenstruck a lot here, man. To be honest, uh, Stevens, Stevens and Cater is going to mm. be fucking an awesome, awesome fight. fight. I fancy the Castro to do a number on Greg Hardy. I love Luke and Price as well. That's a good scrap. Part two. Yeah. Well, well Cerrone and Pettis is very quiet, isn't it? It is. It's it's headlining the uh, the the ESPN portion of the card. It's it's part two as well. So there's a couple of couple of rematches in there. Yeah, it is. It, it has been quiet. It was supposed to happen. Um, originally on the card. What card was Mregor back at? Two, two nine was it? Two no no, it wasn't two two, two nine. four six two four six. Jesus me and numbers, holy god! Oh, me. Um, it was originally supposed to happen on that card. Um, Team Pettis, uh, were offered um Cerrone's we spoke about in the show back then, and then he got words uh, that Conor McGregor was interested in fighting, pulled out. So we're seeing that now. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that one as well. I think it's an absolute barn burner of a scrap. And, Imagine uh, Alexi Olenek chokes out we're doing with his Ezekiel. Oh, that would be, be slick, fucking European glory all over the place. It would be slick. That'd be amazing. Um, there's some I'm good also, fights on like, it. There man, is. there's a lot of fights here that could, like, you know, headline a regional event. Luke mm. and Nico Price is insane. Um, Jack Aravi, Uriah Hall is a great style matchup, a classic style matchup. Um, a lot, a lot of great fights, man. Um, outside of the top three, say Ferguson, Gaethje, Cejudo, Cruz, and Ganu Rosenstruck, what are you looking forward to most? Yeah, also looking forward to you know Michelle Waters and Carlos Spurs. I think that's a good scrap. Um, on the card, um, you know Michelle, obviously a lady who brings the whole time. Carla, former champion, and uh, that tickles my fancy. Um, Charles Rosa, Bryce Mitchell's a good little scrap as well. So yeah, listen, top to bottom, it's it's bloody stacked. Loving the card. Luke A. Price is going to fucking deliver. That's yeah. that's a fight. That's a fucking great fight. But anyway, let's move on to our third interview of the day. It is with Brennan Lochnane, a man who had a big, big year mapped out in front of him um, with the PFL featherweight tournament. Of course, he'd be entering the tournament for the first time. We know he had eyes on that crown for as, as soon as he signed, basically, and he's been obviously studying a lot of Lance Palmer, a man who's won the tournament two times in a row. Um, but uh, we got we caught up with Brendan all the way in Thailand, um, and we got his take on the situation. Obviously, uh, not ideal for him, but he gave his outlook and uh, what he's planning for the rest of the year. So uh, we'll be back in about 20 minutes to uh, talk about the shite. You have been asking for him, and finally he is back. It is Brendan Lochnane all the way from Thailand now. Brendan. Uh, a lot to get to here with the the cancellation of this PFL season and everything else. But how are you, first and foremost? Um, yeah, great to be back on the show uh, with yourself again. And yeah, this time I'm from Thailand. It could be the States. Could be anywhere with me nowadays. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know what? 
the world's going through a mad time and um, it turns out I've probably been in the best country in the world for it right now because, you know, we've, we've got total freedom pretty much apart from the odd um, restaurants and bars are shut. Um, but we can get around as normal. So, so I've been kind of looking. It's not really got any cases here. So I've been really lucky, to be honest. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Um, and, and you're able to train away pretty much as normal over there, which would probably be most important to you, of course. Well, yeah. It, well, the gyms are closed. Um, but, you know, we're just doing home sessions now. We've got mats. We've got uh, got pads. got my pad man that comes out. I'm a wrestling guy that I wrestle with. So, yeah, I'm happy, to be honest. It's a very different situation, right? Like, I mean, I know, of course, you wanted to be, you know, front and center at this the, the PFL tournament this year. But, I mean, being away, being able to provide this kind of life for yourself, it, it must be a good feeling all the same. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's no complaints from me at all. I've got one of my best mates here living with me. Um, I've got top training all day and night. I've got world-class uh, opposition here. And uh, it's just a real good energy. So, yeah, like, I, know, I know it's a bit of a bummer. PFL, um, you know, I was like you said, I was ready to take that million. That's still going to be my million. It's just going to have to wait another year. Um, in the meantime, yeah, I'll just take my foot off the gas a little bit and yeah, wait, wait around really, like everyone else. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting though. I mean, unanimously, I feel like the anime, the MMA community have applauded the PFL's approach to this. Um, you know, suspending it for a year and putting you guys on this monthly stipend is that all are you are you like as a contracted fire there will you be able to receive that stipend like i think that's a great gesture i know a lot of people in different promotions would certainly be very welcome to it if they could uh, sort something like that out you know yeah 100 percent. i mean it's pretty funny i didn't even know what stipend meant <laughs> i had to google it <laughs> no joke i was like thinking what they're giving me here um so yeah, it's not started yet, but yeah, obviously I'm a contracted fighter with the PFL, so yeah, we'll be getting that. So yeah, obviously, big shout out to them and looking after us for a difficult time. Yeah, I mean, did you feel like, um, you know, compared to the other promotions, do you feel like they've done very well here? I know a lot of people with Bellator, obviously they paid their fighters when they had to cancel that event. I mean, it, do you feel like it's a, it's a particularly good one compared to the other guys or have you been paying much attention? No, it's a double-edged sword, though, really, because, you know, at least if you're in Bellator, the UFC is a good chance you'll fight this year. Mm. Like, you know, I've got to wait now until next June, May, June. It's it's insane, really. Um, that's another year on the shelf. And uh, it's not what I wanted coming into my primal years. Um, so, yeah, there's not much I can do, really. Like I say, there's unforeseen circumstances out there right now, isn't there? Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's funny, right? Because, I mean, I feel like the UK was poised for such like a lot of big moments this year like with till uh, middleweight I leon know. uh fighting tyron which of course fell apart and then you in this tournament uh it's kind of like i mean I, I hate to say it but we have had this conversation many times brendan where it feels oh, like God. you're just on the cusp oh, of this God. everything going the right way and then it's suddenly God, gone don't say it don't even say it anymore mate i don't <laughs> even know what's going on i'm think, thinking of packing it all in and putting um in a rain jacket on and start digging the roads or something. <laughs> it does feel like this could be the golden age, though, right? For UK MMA, like, and it's just ah, we're kind of stuck in limbo now with this. Oh god, it's like, like you say, I feel extremely sorry for Leon. Oh, you stop. know, finally, oh my god, finally getting his big one, uh, what he's deserved and he's earned, and then yeah, a couple of days before getting told that. I mean, the kid just can't catch a break. So, like you say. It's not just me out here. There's, there's there's plenty of others in my boat. So, you know, like I say, I'm in Thailand. I've got great people around me. I, you know, there's no complaints from me. 
I wanted to ask you, right, because I'm sure you've been watching Lance Palmer for a long time, obviously the two-time featherweight champion, two-time featherweight uh, tournament winner there. And and he's kind of getting into this space that I kind of see Valentina Shevchenko in, say, for example, like where he everyone seems to think that there's a person at the top of the division with no nobody that can, you know, uh, bridge that gap, uh, that level of elite. And I know you wanted to go in there and make a big impression. But first and foremost, what what do you think of Palmer? Do you think he is one of the best 145ers in the world based on what he's done? Um, well, what you got to look at with Lance Palmer, he's 10-0 in the PFL. Um, he's made $2.5 million, probably more, um, in two years. And you can't take away what the man's done. It's very boring to watch. Um, nobody wants to watch it. And I think, I think everyone was really happy like that I was going to get in there and actually give him a fight. And, you know, I'm not just trying to lie there, really, because that's all he does. Let's be honest. Like, There's no action, really. I mean, he's only f- finished one guy out of the 10. <laughs> like, I mean... There's no disrespect to him, but fucking hell. It's like watching paint dry. When I look at the names he's even faced, I'm like, this is, maybe it's a bias because, you know, I've been following your career for so long, but I feel as like there would be, there would be a huge international response to you taking him on, you know? Like that would be a really big deal for PFL. You in the tournament with the stakes as high as they would be. Like, do you feel like that? That's that's one of the more appealing fights that PFL could put on, even though it's a tournament situation. Of course, results dictate who's fighting who. But do you feel as though that's one of the most interesting fights they can put on at one forty-five? Yeah, hundred percent. That is the fight to me. I mean, I'm I'm on a tear right now. I'm on a five-fight win streak, coming there with a lot of hype. He's at the top of the heap, and that's the guy I want to fight. I was really looking forward to it as well, uh, to be honest. And I've been training my ass off for it, so. What was it two days ago? It was a massive, massive blow. When when I first got told the fight, you know, then it really sank in about a day or two later. I was like, oh shit, this is another year on the shelf. Like, just coming up this whole contender thing where I got let down there, then getting in here, like right, and finally getting the break in. Fucking hell, starting again. But <laughs> listen, what are we gonna do, mate? What are we gonna do? I mean, it's it's kind of not working in his favor, though, when I was kind of thinking about it. I know you you got to find positives in this situation, I guess, but I'm thinking he's 33 years of age now, another year on the clock uh, by the time this season starts. I mean, and you're in the prime of your career, I'd say. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I'm just coming. This is what I feel like. I'm coming into my physical prime. Just turned 30 in December. Um, and yeah, I mean, the guy, listen, 10 and 0, he can't knock the guy what he's doing, but Everyone was really looking forward to that fight, and not bums either. It's a couple of them guys in that tournament are not bums uh, that he's been beating. He's like he's been fighting legitimate opposition mm. as well, and he's just a strong, re- extremely strong man in it. And like if he gets older, you've got a problem. So just got to be on my toes, ready for next year, and that's 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 been the game plan all along, really. Yeah, and I know you you would be a guy that has always been prepared for, for wrestlers throughout your whole career because you're so good with your hands. It's just something that you got to do. And, of course, you know, you, you went to the U.S. and trained a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you about that because Dominic Cruz has been put in against Henry Cejudo here, and there's a lot of buzz, a lot of talk about this. Um, Cruz, obviously, one of the greatest bantamweights who ever lived. Um, what, what, how do you feel about that fight? And, and do you feel like maybe people are... Um, not giving Dom the credit he deserves. I, I feel like some people are kind of thinking this would be a walk in the park for Cejudo, given how long it's been since we saw a victorious Dom Cruz in there. I mean, what what a story. This man's been to hell and back, you know, yeah. with his injuries, both knees, both hands. 
he's literally done every muscle and every bone in his body when you like it's incredible and to come back after however many years he was out to beat Dillashaw the way that he did who was unstoppable at the time and now he's about to come back and get the belt again I mean what a story I mean the, the guy's an inspirational man and I'm proud to call him a friend and I can't wait to watch do you like that style matchup? Like, I mean, you obviously understand Dom's game a lot better than uh, Layman, like myself. Um, you know, and you know Suhudo, his strengths. Do you, Do you think this is a this is a really good matchup for Dom, or, or how do you feel about I, it? Yeah, I actually do because I mean, if you look at like Mighty Mouse and all the other guys that he's fought, they're all like shorter guys, Uriah Faber, and Dom's Dom's made a name of of these shorter guys fighting him, um, and his style lends to it because he's tall and rangy at the weight and. I don't know, I really do think he's going to win this fight. It's, I just think it's written in the stars for him, honest to God. Never met anyone like him. It really is written in the stars for him, this fight. It kind of feels like the same energy ahead of that 2016 fight with um, TJ Dillashaw, doesn't it? Where everyone's like, we don't really know what to expect. And that was unbelievable when he won that decision. I mean, you're dead, right? If he went in there against, against Cejudo and did that, it would completely turn again. Like, this is just so typical of the MMA fan base. They'll be going one second, oh, who's this guy? He'd win that fight, and everybody would be like, he's the greatest fighter of all time. You know what I mean? It would yeah. it would be like that moment, wouldn't it? Oh, listen, it's a really fickle sport, mate. Especially <laughs> when you end up... Oh, everyone's your best mate when you've won a fight, and then nobody <laughs> rings you when you lose. And that's just the, the, the top and bottom of the game, really. And... Um, that, this story now though is we've never seen anything like it in, in sport really or combat sport for, for a guy to be plagued so much and, and come back and win the world title again so I think it's written in the stars and uh, like I say there's, there's some other screamers on that card screamers that Ferguson and Gates it all like oh I can't wait to watch it to be honest yeah everybody like I feel like my friends who like never watch MMA they're like is that definitely gonna happen you know everyone's just really really chomping at the bit for some uh, live sport more than anything I feel what about Jeremy Stevens and Kassab? What a fight! Holy shit! Yeah, that's a, that's an incredible fight, man. Wow. Two two of the absolute best forty fivers out there, just swinging it out. Can't wait. Both great strikers. One's a savage knockout eyes. One's you know a technician. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. I wanted to. Uh, I need to need to ask you, and this might be a bit awkward, Brendan. Um, <laughs> we had yeah Piotr Jan on the show last week and I know you've been doing a bit of training with him but he but he gave Dom a terrible time when we asked him about this Cejudo fight like I mean do you have to separate that business and, and training kind of situations there like obviously yeah. Piotr's oh, trying to so get himself sweet. in that mix as well like do you just kind of have to say right we just got to train together here and we know we have to say some things to put ourselves in positions every now and again let's just get on with it how, how do you deal with that is, is it awkward I know mate I know trust me trust me I know exactly what you're saying <laughs> do you know what I mean like, but listen, it's business. We're in the fight game. This is what we do to make fights happen, you know. And total respect to them both. To be honest, like it's not, you know, it's not my division. They're both, you know, the good training partners for me. And made the best man win. End of. Is he good? Is he? What's he like to train with? Obviously, Jan. Um, I mean, we, we we don't get to speak to a lot of people who have uh, who've done any rounds with him. Like, I mean, did you find him decent? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Savage, and he's an absolute savage. His resume speaks for itself. Um, but we've got the same coaches here now. We're both working with the same guys. Obviously, he's been here a lot longer than me, but absolutely top fella. Really nice fella, yeah. And, yeah, I've really enjoyed training with him. And uh, another guy, Fabio Pinko, one of the best strikers ever. Wow. So we're training with him. Um, I've got some, some amazing training partners right now. I'm spoiled, to be honest. Who gets a better suntan, you or Piotr? Me or who? You are Piotr Jan. Who gets the better suntan? 
Is that how you say it, Piotr? Yeah, I mean, I keep on going between the two, but I think that's how you say it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the was, Loch Nain, was, Loch Nain situation all over again. <laughs> I, I was thinking, who's he talking about here? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too uh, sure, man. Yeah. I hear different people using different things. I always, uh, I should just stick to one, though, you're right. I should either just say Peter or Piotr. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just stick to one, mate. You're really confused with it. But who gets uh, a better tan? I want to know. Oh, tan me. I just sit and absolutely fry with that Irish skin. Irish you know skin v Russian skin. I was very interested in this battle. <laughs> you know exactly how it is. <laughs> the abuse. <laughs> um, finally, what is a, a, a toy roast like? Um, that is not um, <laughs> dirty. I'm not trying to bring up anything derogative here. But you were having a roast dinner before before I called you. And I was wondering. I, I can't imagine they have Yorkshire put over there or anything like that. How, how does it go? Oh, mate, I am not joking you now. It is the best roast. Uh, it's better than England. I'm no Ooh, controversial there. There's a guy from Manchester who's got a bar here, and it's absolutely incredible. We get it every Sunday. We've been having it there, but obviously, see you later, brother. But, um, yeah, we uh, we usually go to his pub and have a pint with it, but um, it's closed down, obviously, so we get it delivered to us now, so we all sit around, get our roast going, mate. It's a proper look forward to a Sunday. I'm having this chat with you now. Literally lying on my bed, I can hardly breathe. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. How long do you plan to stay in Thailand until this kind of blows over? It sounds to me that you know you, you've got a you've got a good way of going about your business there. Anyway, there there would be no point in really going home and and maybe you know having to isolate yourself some more. Would you say you're going to be in Thailand until this uh, kind of until the travel restrictions at least kind of open up again? If I told you what my plan was, I'd be absolutely lying because there is no plan right now. I mean, I'm on the shelf for another year and I'm not happy about it, to be honest, at all. So who knows what I'm going to do? You know, I've got a bit of time to, you know, I'll have to pull myself out of camp now and just kind of just take over, do you know what I mean? So who knows if it's worth me being here, do you know what I mean? And, mm. Until I have to come back for serious training next year. So, yeah, I don't know. don't know, to be honest. I'm just kind of playing it by day now. Would there be any way you would look into maybe trying to get, um, you know, a, a clause for one fight, maybe a release to go fight somewhere else, but obviously still with the PFL? Is that something you might look into or, or how are you feeling about the situation? Yeah, we're, on, we're trying all types of different things now, to be honest. Nothing's set in stone. Um, but if I could stay active, that's all I want to do. I don't even care about the money. I don't care about anything at this stage. What I care about is being active. And, and you know, I've had a couple of inactive years sometimes in my career. And, mm. As I get older now, I just want to get going. Do you know what I mean? Now I feel in my prime. I just want to fight. And the main thing I was looking forward to was seven fights in a year. That that really made my mouth water. Wow. Twice in one night. That's what I wanted to do. And now, obviously, you know, a pandemic happens and you're back on the shelf, friend. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Is it? Is it? Is it the fear of losing your sharpness? Like, what? What is the the need to fight here if it isn't for financial gain? As you said, like, what? What do you feel like in your mind? Why, why is it so important to get out there and compete? Yeah, exactly. You just hit the nail on the head. I want to compete. I'm a competitor. I mean, I'm a martial artist. I train every day. I can't wait to test my martial arts against other martial artists in the world, and that's what I live to do. And you tell me that I have to wait a year to do it now. It's it's annoying, but like I say. Money will always come and go, but legacy is going to be forever in it. And I just want to be in there with them big names and be talked about, you know, for when I've when I got my grandkids on my knees, you know that one? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've already got plenty of those moments. But I mean, if if that is an option, do you think that will be something you take if they were open to maybe you guys fighting, 
you know, a couple of fights in a different organization before returning to PFL in 2021, that would be something you'd you'd probably be interested in? Oh, thousand percent. Absolute thousand percent. Nothing's set in stone yet. We're working on a few things, so hopefully I'll have a bit more news for you soon. Very interesting. You always have a few uh you have a few uh, spinning plates on the go at, at one time, Brendan. You're never just you're never just waiting for your next fight, eh? <laughs> I'm always got me hand in something, let's just put it that way. <laughs> right, man. I've got you... my fingers in a few pies. <laughs> right, Brendan, go on, I'll talk to you, mate. Thanks so much for getting on to us, and um, I look forward to hearing uh, about your next move. Thank you so much for the call, mate, and having me on again. I really appreciate it. All the best, man. Talk to you soon. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks so much to Brendan. Um, sounds like at least he's getting the old roast going in Thailand, so I'm happy to hear that. Um, crazy, crazy time. It, it's just every week listening to these guys. It, it's so rough for the fighters, man. You know, as sole traders, essentially. Yeah. Um, especially these guys in their peak years. It's like fuck. You know, it, it's such a, such a, you know, it's such a speed bump. I guess. Yeah. No. Definitely. You know, especially for Brandon, man. You know, just the injuries, then sort of not wanting to commit to you know uh, multi contracts and fights, and then he finally gets an organization. Um, after that UFC debacle, um, where the UFC clearly should have signed him in uh, Dana White's Contender Series, five fight contracts or whatever it is for for the world's um, uh, tournaments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> BFL, do sorry, <laughs> five fight contract or whatever. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? A multi fight deal. I should have said just off the bat, but no, it's very frustrating for him. He's a guy that's just been so unfortunate the last three years that he's had no fluency. And now having to sit out till probably next summer, it's just so unfortunate, man. And and hopefully he can come to some sort of resolution, as he said there, um, and, and try just get back in there and you know take a, a sabbatical uh, out of his contract and, and be allowed to have you know maybe a one fight grace on that deal with some other promotion because uh, you know it, it's a long time, man, isn't it? Long, long time. Yeah, I mean he didn't even know what stipend meant, so I mean I don't I don't think he he's banking on uh, you know I I think he would take a fight rather than take the stipend and then return yeah. for the tournament next year if that was if that was the way they wanted to play it you know yeah i think he said that as well you know that he, he just wants to get back in there that's what it's all about from and brendan is in fairness one of those lads he just trains the whole time like you, you see him i think he was as he said there he, he, with peter jan training with him and just blasting um pads and and, and lads in, in thailand and i think that's basically um sort of brendan's mindset like he's a he's a he's a tough guy and he loves to throw down and he does he needs that momentum to, to kick on i feel Blasting lads in Thailand. Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be... And you just said to me off air two minutes ago, I the dirty mind. Get the fuck out of here, Carl. Get out Listen, of here. Listen, man, you're the one blasting lads on the brain. I can't, uh, I can't compete with that. Um, but, Noel, you've shaved your head. You said you would on last week's show. How did it go? Talk us through it. Are you happy with the result? Great, yeah. It's grown so fast that I actually... I messed it up when I was shaving it last week. I... Uh, I put a tree all over, a blade tree, and then I got out of the shower and I saw there was there was a few bits that were sort of sticking up. So I went and got the head shavers out of the thing and I, I, I took a lump out of the back of it. Oh no, I'd forgotten to put the blade tree back on from the zero. Oh, shit. So I had to just bite the bullet and zero it all off. But it's literally grown back. It's it's like a tree now anyway, so it's grand. Yeah, it's great. It a rapid pace, so... Yeah, it's sure. Listen, you can't go to barbers or anything, so you can't even buy clippers online. There's like a three month waiting list or something on feckin' Amazon, like everything else at the moment. So uh, I just said, fuck it, I cut it. So yeah, Grant, it's handy as fuck. You know, an iron in the you, chair. You had a very public spat 
with um, your internet uh, provider last week. How did that go? You, mo- you must have it back anyway if you're talking to me right now. Yeah, just about. But, uh, you know, went off for a couple of hours today. I was a bit concerned. But then I saw a lot of other people were having um, problems oh, as well. Not on the north side. Not, nothing on the north side. Uh, yeah, sure. Who, who wants who wants to, to live out in those sticks? Uh, but <laughs> uh, Says yeah. the man from Gildare. Anyway. It, it, was, um, it was infuriating because I'm not the type of person to shame companies online or anything like that but it just got to a point over you know customer for years and cutting off our bloody lines doing work on the neighbors and then not sending someone out till the thursday i was like nah that ain't happening mate not an absolute chance like and then they messed up when they came out the first day they didn't have a ladder high enough to fix it there was no communication from um what actually happened in the neighbor's house to the guys that came out and did it so they had to eventually get the guy out who cut the neighbor's line to do it and fix it all up so they put a new line into our house they didn't even bother asking us um when they cut it so so yeah great service unbelievable like yeah deadly i'm not being sarcastic when was it resolved thursday so so you said we're gonna have to wait till thursday absolute no way mate and then they just did it on thursday because they sent people no because they, they sent people out on on happened on sorry happened on tuesday um sent people out i was going mad on tuesday sent people out on wednesday morning first thing at like 7 a.m uh he was there for four or five hours basically did nothing and then couldn't get it done so he basically ended up leaving um the house here in a huff the castle yeah in a, in a huff and so i was like all right see you later pal uh, you better send someone out tomorrow so then I had a big mission trying to get it confirmed for, for Thursday morning first thing and your man eventually came out on Thursday and got it sorted but yeah just a royal pain in the hole after they cut the wires like <laughs> didn't even bother checking to see if we were Virgin Media customers great stuff sounds like they're taking the piss out you know yeah. to be honest sure listen what can you do what happened on my watch that's all I'm saying but um, I have um, another bone to pick with you so last week Andy Stevenson um, doing a great thing you know, he, he nominates me in this thing to help our frontline workers. I don't usually run. I, I went out and did it. I donated the money. And I nominated Noel McGrath. Not only did he not donate, he hasn't even ran the fucking thing. Or the other way around. Whatever way is worse. What, what's your story? What's your excuse? I told you. I told you. <laughs> what, what, read out what that message said. I told you and I was totally right. <laughs> He said, help the frontline workers, <laughs> me going for a run. They've already got enough on their hands. <laughs> exactly. 110%. That's it. 100%. You wouldn't, you wouldn't throw them enough for a point now, the L5 Of course right I now. will, yeah. Of course I will. Jeez. Of course I will. Look, to be publicly shamed into it. don't be publicly shamed. I t- I, uh, literally, if I ran five kilometers, I'd, I'd collapse and die in the condition I'm in at the moment in terms of my fitness. Just, literally. Just go on your scooter. Well, I have. I've done 150 kilometers in my scooter. So we're laughing. <laughs> that's that's basically like running five k. Yeah, it is. Of course, it's it's very it's very stressful on your back and your hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's tough work. Like nothing you're not into, get, man. Get, you know what I mean? <laughs> gets the lungs going, man. You know what I mean? So now, uh, yeah, like literally, I'm not I'm not joking. I, I would be in a, a bad way if I tried to do that. I I never ran five k in my life. I've done four since then. I'm fucking going for the Olympics at this stage. Oh, I, have pl- cr- I have plenty of times, but Jesus, my lungs are in rag order, man. I I literally collapse like. Yeah, it's good to do though because you realise how unfit you are when you do, and you're like, oh, holy shit! When yeah. did I become a monster? Yeah, I did about fucking eight years ago now. At this point, <laughs> I, I used to play the odd bit of five aside football, but when that went away, Jesus Christ! I can hardly walk up the stairs these days. 
full Shocking. blown eleven aside match happening out on um, the park there today. I was like, lads, this isn't this isn't what they had in mind. <laughs> it's, ma- it's, it's mad. Like it, it's so noticeable the traffic around and people getting um, you know complacent and stuff like that. And you know, as you said, like there's been. You've heard stories of parties and you've seen it. It's shocking. People should be literally locked up for putting other people's lives in danger. It's shocking. It really pisses me off. And, you know, I saw it, you know, even there last Sunday, you know, on certain occasions when you're passing by parks and stuff like that, you know, people just sort of taking the piss at this point. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not cool, man. It's not cool at all. So I'm reading co- fucking comic books, everything, man. I'm trying out loads of new shit at the moment. It's it's not too bad. I'm actually not finding it too bad at all, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I saw your, like, your comic book talks with that fella. Yeah. Uh, Upsetting, Peter. Upsetting. You're spending too much time on him. It's upsetting me. Have you? I haven't, I haven't spent upsetting. any time. You have. have you're, you? like, you're having these Twitter. Oh, I watched this. Uh, I watched this. Uh, look at this comic. This manga crap. What the fuck is that about in crystals? What is wrong with you? What has happened to you? Can the real PT please come back? Comic, you, bo- comic books, comic books and crystals. No, they're fucking garbage about them. That's There yeah. you have it. Uh, what was the comic books when you were a kid that were uh, probably like the dandy the, and stuff like that? The fucking Beano and shit, Dennis the Menace, like solid shit. That like. stopped in 1972 or something, didn't it? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no <laughs> way, you could probably make a few bit of quid. You make a few quid if you still have them. And you know, Roy the Rovers. Remember the bars as well. <laughs> that was my day. Bad time. When it, when that it was, was your day. When it wasn't all this fucking garbage that they fucking write now and corrupt people's minds with shite. <clears throat> There the world go. was in black and white when I was a kid. <laughs> You're smarter as fuck, aren't you? You swear, you swear you were 21 the way you go on, like, Jesus Christ. Give us a break. I'm, I'm, I look 21. You're trying I'm to be, at least, at least I'm not making any fucking excuses that I'm not like this fucking hipster into manga and fucking crystals now. Where the fuck did this Are come hipsters from? hipsters into manga? They must be, like, look at the state of that toothbrush head, pencil neck fella. Uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like. Come on. Speaking you're, about Jose. You're, 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 you're spending too much time with him now. It's going to have to stop. It's upsetting me. Look, I mean, <laughs> I, can, I can feel how upset you are. You know, I really can. It's 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 disturbed you a lot. Have you, uh, did you watch <laughs> The Last Dance yet? I did. Great, man. Great. I haven't watched three or four yet, so I have a whole night set up here I, to watch them. I actually night. got up this morning early to watch them. Oh, I don't know how you do that. It's like the waste of a night. Yeah, That's I know. Cool. I was just—I I actually enjoyed it that much that I was really excited about it. And I, I do—I love sports documentaries, and it's just mad to see the characters and you know, just the little inter- intricate things that sparked them off to go on runs and the shit with Dennis Rodman and the and the shit. All right, don't don't ruin the fucking episode, mate. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna tell you all. <laughs> but it, no, it's deadly. It is. I really really enjoyed it, and I'm gonna watch that right out to the end. Now it's just—I'm pissed off with Netflix because normally, like, normally they they just release all in one. Like I prefer it like that. It's really annoying. Well, I like it. Ah, well, maybe I suppose at this time it's good, but ah, still fucks me off a little bit. Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, if I'll be included in the story, obviously, after I won the first year Hartstown unisex basketball tournament, <laughs> a lot of talk I about wonder. me possibly going to the Bulls. So, I mean, I, I wonder if I wonder if those chats I had with Jordan will be Did you featured. play basketball, yeah? Jesus oh, it was fucking Christ. savage. Pretty, pretty savage at everything. The only sport they wouldn't let me play uh, is rugby because they, they thought I'd injure all those Southside fairies. That's, that was right. a direct quote yeah. Yeah, from the IRFU. I'd say you were the lad that was picked last in the teams, were you? Yeah, I was actually, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was always the captain. Yeah, not far off. All my mates were class, though, so I couldn't just play with them and everyone <laughs> thought off. it was deadly until they isolated me. They're like, hang on, PT shit, this... <laughs> 
Last pick, last uh, pick. Yeah, uh, those were the days. It's the way it goes. So you made up for a later life with your your flying floating seal jiu-jitsu when you taught. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been a pioneer of many sports: uh, basketball, jiu-jitsu. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Probably jogging now. I am jogging. Jogging. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a new fad. <laughs> 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 I wonder how long I'll keep this up. I am a fatty. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mad like that. Like I'll go through phases liking something. I'll, I'll get mad into this for like two months. Have all the stupid headbands and everything, and I'll be like, ah, fuck it. No, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> look, I, I've never understood the point in jogging. Yeah, it's very boring. And is, John, my ears are fucked up from the grappling. Not, not in the outside. I don't have cauliflower ear on, but the inside of my ears. They, they don't take them, the, the plug. So, I mean, every time I run, they just fall out my fucking ears. And then when you, you don't even have anything to listen yeah. to, it's just a disaster. Yeah, mine are the same. My fucking, these plugs I have on at the moment are doing the same. They're fucking perforating my fucking eardrums. They're in that tight. <laughs> trying to keep them in. But, if anyone has a good idea of headphones that I can use on a run that aren't like, oh, like I have beats there, but I don't these, wearing these them. These ones I do for you, actually. They're, they're called, the, what are they called? Amy. They, they go right into your ears and they plug, they go the opposite way on your ears. So you put them at the back of your head. Oh, they, I know they the things on. you're talking They're about, actually yeah. not bad for, for this sort of setups. They might be good for jogging and shit like that, but I wouldn't. Jogging. Wouldn't, jogging. New fad. <laughs> yes. Um, well, look, we'll let you guys get on with your lives um, and we'll continue with ours. And hopefully we'll be back for episode 81 next week. And will it or will it not happen next week? It's happening. We Stop will find out, it. I guess. Telling me I'm cursing it. You're cursing it now. Well, I'm just being practical, Noel. You're being... Uh, optimistic. You know? We have to be optimistic. You're, you're, I mean, where did that optimistic get us on April 18th, mate? You know? <laughs> fucking disaster. I can't, fu- I, can, I, I can't fucking win. I can't, just end the show. I can't fucking win. <laughs> All right, love you loads. Um, I hope everyone who is practicing has a safe and rewarding ramadan and um, i know it's a very tough time in terms of the old food i would uh, my hat goes off to you so I, I'm, I'm really bad i need to eat all the time so fair play to you and um, i hope it is a good one and um look we'll see you next week <laughs>